December 31st, the New Year's Eve. Yeah. The New Year's Eve. The New Year's Eve. 2021. Um, I'm just going to lay out the facts of what what has just occurred in our situation. A fire of unknown origin occurred yesterday morning and came within miles of our home. Most of the people we know were evacuated. Um, So far, we don't actually know anyone who's lost their home, but um, it was... But over over 600 people might have lost their homes, have lost their homes. Yeah. In a matter of half a day. Like, I saw footage of um, moms holding babies, trying to, like, um, exit some kind of... I don't know if it was, like, a Costco play Mm. area or a dining area. I don't go to Costco, so I'm not sure. But um, the wind was so strong, they could barely open the door. And then they got outside, they could barely see because of the smoke. So it hasn't snowed in Colorado until today. Yeah. (laughs) Until today o'clock. And it's been so dry. And then the wind kicked up so strong. The um, climate scientists called it an historic windstorm. (laughs) Yeah. Everything everything now is historic. Like every storm. Everything we experience. Every fire. Every drought. So, I mean, this is the climate emergency. The climate emergency is here. Like, we are experiencing it. Um, we're helping our friends, a family out. They're around the corner. They, they have a baby and two other boys. And their father is visiting from the Netherlands. And they didn't have a place to go. The dad's been in and out of the hospital all fall. It's just like, and then I'm getting messages from people saying, Happy New Year. I hope 2022 is better. (laughs) Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to talk about hopelessness. Like, I don't have any hope that 2022 is going to be better. Yeah. I saw Amy Goodman interview two of the climate scientists who are on the most recent IPCC report. Mm. She point blank asked them, is this as good as it gets? Mm. And they said, yes. This moment is as good as the earth is going to be for human beings and all other life. Mm. And that is our dishwasher. I can edit that out, right? And, and that's the mic being like, no, no, we're not. The, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> this is too sad for New Year's Eve. I just, I can't pretend. I can't pretend that I'm okay and that this is okay. Um, yeah, I watched our five-year-old son. I should call him a child. I Because I don't know what he is. Right now he's a son, but... Yeah. I watched our he five. Was a daughter for a he long. was a no, daughter for a, a long time. Um, he was a daughter. She, yeah, he. <laughs> I watched our five-year-old child cry with like extreme anxiety, and then come out of it and 
like gather his mind and say, I hope people stop pollution. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I hope so too. And I don't think they're going to. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've had the Michael Jackson song going through my mind that goes, all I want to say is that they don't really care about us. (laughs) (laughs) They don't care. Yeah. Also, something that's eliciting this in particular from this particular fire is residents of the area, like on Marshall Road, where the fire began, said they saw downed power lines and Mm. that the wind knocked the power lines down, Mm. which seems extremely plausible and likely. Then XL, the energy company in charge of said power lines, did their own investigation today and yesterday and said there were no downed power lines. Well, there were downed communication lines. Oh, is that right? Yes. <laughs> oh, I missed but that those part. rarely cause fires. <laughs> communication lines means like internet and oh, yeah, yeah, TV yeah. and cable. Phone and, yeah. and I'm just like, maybe... Okay, maybe. And maybe not. Definitely maybe not. It's also highly possible that they're just saying that shit so that they're not yeah. liable. Right. They don't admit to anything un- un- until, like, unless they were forced to down the line. And, like, your dad's response to what's going on in Colorado, because uh, he called after the shooting at the King Supers nearby. Mm, yeah. <laughs> then we had crazy wildfires two summers ago, and now this. He's like, yeah, it's really bad in Colorado. He's like, yeah, our thing in France is that we have really old nuclear reactors that nobody's bothering to maintain. <laughs> Anyway, it's ubiquitous. It's all over the world, and it's a new year, and I have um, really the only way I can greet this new year with um, any sense of kind of calm is to just name that I don't feel hopeful that 2022 is going to be any better. thing that I feel good about is that we were really good together and we worked together to figure out what to do yesterday and Mm. then like I'm I communicated with a lot of different groups and people and like everybody's trying to help each other like I feel really good about that yeah Mm. but that's it that's what we have (laughs) yeah that's what we have right now that's what we have yeah I, I share that hopelessness and I think that you know I see I see th- the part for me that that's difficult for me and that I see a lot of people having a hard time with is is having to let ha- having to being forced to let go of any certainty about the future and having to either learn or to remember to just refocus about the present and the people that we know in our life now now and i i think as you know as people we we 
look to the future and we have hope for the future and you know that's a very human thing to do and this this is forcing us to let go of that and to have to not hold that as important you know as being as important as we have thought it is because the future is so much more uncertain than it was for the people of the past generation even um and i've heard like i've heard our parents say like we've we've all gone through through our own disasters you know there was the wars and but this is this is this is another level this is like this is existential on a planetary level and i think that it's it's kicking up just a lot of yeah a lot of really crazy feelings and i think it's related to just not being yeah not knowing whether we have a future and it's yeah yeah i share i share that hopelessness <laughs> and i share the hopefulness in people too like you, what you mentioned you know people coming together and it in at the time of a disaster it sounds almost kind of cliche to say like oh the community came together i mean it's a wonderful thing to say and to acknowledge and, and for it to happen but it's definitely something that is sort of said as a matter of fact by authorities and all that stuff but like even hearing the governor in these talks like there was so much sincerity and he honesty in his voice here. like he was great he was Shout you know both governor Polis. both him and the county sheriff the person like in charge of the whole first responder operation that happened with this both were like crying on camera like they were they you know gone are the days of like not being you know gone are the days of being completely shut off from the emotional impact that these kinds of things have on us now and I th you know even these two older white men were like obviously like visually <laughs> clearly sh shedding tears for you know the loss that we're experiencing and also people coming together to help each other and and i yeah i mean the future is going to be that the future is going to be like people people who are here now and yeah somehow raising our children in the middle of that that's yeah yeah i mean everyone's experiencing genuine emotional impact but it's like we're frayed wires it feels like of just emotion like from one disaster to another compounded upon each other without much respite like I have to say this is why this is yet another validating experience of unschooling our children like I definitely don't want to have children as if I'm raising them for this imagined adulthood like I think we're all in relationship right now as we are as full human beings I'm in a genuine relationship with a three-year-old and a genuine relationship with a five-year-old <laughs> Um, not because I'm wanting them to be something else later on, but mm. because they're here now as full people, yeah. as full, autonomous, genuine, complex people. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I think that they as as whole human beings, they deserve to be explained what's happening now. They deserve to try to understand. They deserve to have a chance to understand what is happening now and they deserve to like decide how they want to grow up, really. Like how they want to respond. How they want to respond to this and yeah, I mean it, it's we're not we're not going to shield them from the suffering that's happening and well, like, like you can't. You can't. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> I mean, I wonder if the rise in anxiety among young people is from adults attempting to shield them from, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's impossible. And right. they just see through that very thin veneer and they're like, what in the hell is going on? Yeah, Somebody yeah. talk to us, really. Right. Right. Yeah, our three-year-old <laughs> this morning, I can't remember exactly what she said. Maybe you can remember when she goes. <laughs> She's like, and you have to watch for your house for the fires otherwise you're gonna get vaccinated (laughs) (laughs) I was like exactly it's all (laughs) mixing together (laughs) yeah yep totally that was that was funny yeah she's hearing a lot of words yeah picking up on a lot of a lot of emotions yeah our oldest son really had a big reaction like the idea of evacuating our house was a really really big deal to him really big deal a lot of crying and anxiety and um and like we didn't we didn't prevent that from happening with him within him like we just were like yeah it's scary this is what you know it looks like we're safe right now because we were our house was not in the evacuation zone but really close to it so we were packed and ready to go if the order was coming down but we were just honest with him and and he had a big reaction was scared and was anxious and cried and then they went on to watch simon's cat on the tv and like he was laughing and like there was something there was something about that reaction that was that was proper that was appropriate and that was like like cathartic i want to say cathartic but just like a proper emotional cycle that went through and you could tell he was like he was much more grounded after that like there was something about that that was that was good one thing that struck me about arlo's reaction was so I came upstairs and I expressed that I felt sad about the fires. I said I didn't feel in danger, but I felt sad because I feel like the earth is hurting and this is a sign that the earth is hurting. We went through that and then it started to feel more dangerous and more um, and closer to home and like, oh, we, we might actually be in, in its path or people we know. <laughs> And then we started watching more news. And he said, what do you do with the cats when if you have to evacuate? I'm like, well, we'd probably want to keep them inside. And as soon as I said that, he went to the cat door and he closed it both ways. He's like, just in case. I was like, okay. And at that moment, I, I was like, oh, what a sweet little kid thing to do. Like, hmm. we're de- it's definitely not going to come to that. And even within like 40 minutes, I was like, I'm really glad you did that. Like, I'm mm-hmm. glad the cats are inside. Mm-hmm. It was moving that fast. 
and then he cycled through this um this tear-filled sort of moment of anxiety and then I did Mm -hmm. I watched a news briefing and I cried and I felt really worried and I felt really anxious and all of it felt just right and and like of course (laughs) this is genuinely terrifying and it's a it's a scary thing to see and um and a thing completely out of our control and I got to do that I didn't hide it I didn't ask him to to be responsible for it I just had feelings and the same happened with him and that felt like raw and good (laughs) that we could experience like we could genuinely respond to it and move through different states like it didn't have to I wasn't I noticed a potential in me to like I'll just put on a happy face and like quote-unquote be strong for the kids and then I was like no 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 fuck that like this is a scary thing I'm scared Mm. um and I and simultaneously I was like we are going to be together and we're going to keep you safe I don't know what's going to happen but we're going to keep you safe I mean it was never like this is an out of control thing shit it was always like I'm feeling scared too (laughs) and it's okay and then we drew a picture, We, the three, so Arlo, Talisa, and I, I was like, let's draw a prayer for the earth. And at first Arlo was like, I don't want to. And I, and I was like, well, I want to. And I took a piece of paper and I started to draw a snowflake. And then Arlo and Talisa came and started drawing snowflakes. And then I drew some flames and I crossed them out with the color of the snow I was doing. And they did that too. And then when I started uh, like an hour later to pack our go bag, he took that prayer of the for the earth and he folded it up and he's like, we need to take this with us. <laughs> and I think those little gestures really matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And then he put a few prize toys in a suitcase and I think that helped him feel better too. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> then he was happy to watch stuff on the, the TV. The Paw Patroller was packed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Happy New Year. (laughs) (laughs) My prayer for the new year is that we don't need to keep going through these historic disasters. Mm. Like, things that happen in Texas and floods in the mm. east and yeah. I mean yeah. so many disasters right and that people in power are like we should probably Take this seriously actually pivot and mm. make this our number one priority that's a really good prayer <laughs> <laughs> I'll pray with you on that okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I hope that people can continue to come together and I think that's part of what's happening on um, at an ordinary people level not you know politicians in Washington but you know to, to, to keep to keep coming together and accepting each other and helping each other whatever level they can there's there's so much division and hard feelings in this country when it comes to 
kinds of different things. But it seems like this should be unifying, you know, um, not just natural disasters, but the, the whole idea of climate change in general that really affects everyone equally. And I feel like that should be a unifying thing. I hope that that can be true. I asked my dad yesterday, yeah. I was like, so do you believe in climate change now? He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's the second year in a row, or maybe you were saying it was two years ago. We had... 2020 was the fires. We had wildfires all the way up until our first snow. Yeah. And our first snow in... I thought it was 20... Yeah, 2020. Yeah, last year. No, 2021. Oh, wait. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we had the last... The, the day before our first snow... No, that was 2019. Was it? Okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, we had a barbecue, and I remember ashes falling from the ground from the from the fires out west. And the next day was our first snow, and that's when the fires finally went down. And this year again, like huge wildfires from this wind, and then the first snow. But the um, expert firefighters are saying that they can monitor how much actual moisture will go into the ground. Mm. And it's only like a third of an inch, which isn't enough to actually quell hot spots. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So even this amount of snow, which is, I mean, we're looking out the window. It's a really snowed. It's like a foot of snow right now. They're saying even that isn't really enough to. Yeah. Because it needs to be. Like a lot of moisture because the ground is so dry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Farmer's Almanac was talking about a wet spring, I hope. I hope it comes a little earlier. Yeah. Well, cheers to hopelessness <laughs> and to having each other. That's right. 